0: Welcome to Systems Live. I'm Timothy Fitz.
1: You are. I'm Jeff Lindsay. That's a point we need to make very clear this time.
0: Yeah, you would think that by episode 38 we'd have figured that out, but uh, whoops, sometimes we forget to introduce ourselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, eventually you'll get used to our voices and understand that this is my voice.
0: And this is mine. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about um, a myriad of things. Um but I want to I want to really dig into uh technology tech companies and how they're changing commerce changing economy economy uh and uh you know basic income how do we how do we basic solve income. the problem
1: everybody's been talking about this
0: I'm I'm surprised I thought it was one of those like crazy ideas that Although uh,
1: it could be observation bias just like tech people are into it
0: well yeah I mean people are talking about it but no one's even tried it yet so
1: where would you try something like that? How could that Europe. be
0: tried? Small country small in country. Europe. Yeah.
1: I mean, they already try a bunch of cool stuff, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it would work here, or even that people would even realize that it's happening somewhere else.
0: Yeah, but I guess
1: it's good data, so it's it's worth trying anyway.
0: I, yeah, I, I want to. I mean, it's like it's like uh, socialized healthcare. You know, country in countries in Europe tried it. Small countries tried it. It worked. It scaled up. Uh, you know, that's that's a way that we learn about things. Um, I wish I wish that... Uh, so, so we have the United States, and the idea was we the states... That. Yeah, we have that. The idea was the states would be more autonomous and be able to sort of, like, try out different things. And states oh, God, I really wish that was the way it I was. I wish it was a lot more... Well, I mean, I do and I don't, because it's like, you know, do I think the gay marriage should be legal everywhere? Yes. Do I think that the state should be able to decide? It's not... No, I don't think so, although I'm, I'm a little conflicted. It's like possibly we'd be in a better place if say California could be more awesome or if New York could be more awesome and then mm-hmm. lead the way as like this bright shining beacon maybe shitty states would, would kind of adopt policies faster
1: I, I, I so I have this like total technologist viewpoint that there should be like this, this whole like um, less government or more government like I want there to be like more centralized services but less actual like organization around it I want self-serve Automated systems. I want a platform like central government could be, uh, you know, just basically a platform, an open source platform, run as an open source service or something, right? And contributed to by all, you know, basically everybody across the country.
0: So it's it's tough for me to balance that though, because at exactly the same time, I think there are a fundamental set of rights that, like, I as a person must protect the rights of every other person, not in our country, but on the planet. I think they're, they're a set of like, if, if someone is murdering people, it is the duty of everyone else to stop that person. You know, there's a fundamental right to life that no sort of government system should be able to take away. That being said, like, whether you're doing socialism or communism or capitalism, I feel like we should, we should strive for uh, diversity. We should have as many different policies out there as possible. To sort of learn from these things, and like, okay, maybe someone over there is doing communism. It's not working out so great, uh, or capitalism is not working out so great in a specific place, and they get to learn why didn't it work, and we get to learn from them. And uh, whereas right now we have like like uh, two two systems, we have like China and everyone else, and uh, you know China, Russia, and everyone else.
1: And I also assume,s though, that um, you would have. Both transparency as well as um, non distortion in in the data and what's going on in, in different places that are trying different things but it's such a oh man complex thing it's almost like if there was a like a field that studied like complex systems or something
0: yeah like thinking about them like yeah, thinking thinking about, systems.
1: about systems man Sometimes I wish that were a thinking. thing hmm, yeah. systems thinking hmm I wonder so basic income.
0: Uh, well, so let's yeah. First of all, let's get a definition of basic income. Um, so, in its simplest yeah, because I haven't form, really,
1: I I understand the idea. People have talked about it around me. I haven't really like read about it. It sounds like a good idea. Like it's, hey, it say makes sense to me.
0: But let's get this definition.
1: Well, so so there's there's a bunch
0: of things that could qualify as basic income, but the simplest version of basic income is just everyone like let's say once a year gets a check for $20,000 from the government and then the government taxes enough to pay for that. Um, that. That's it. That's basic income. Like if you just do that, you have basic income. Now there, there are a lot of more like specific proposals. One of them is like negative, uh, negative tax, negative income tax. And so it's like, okay, if you make less than $100,000 and the government is paying you and if you make more than $100,000, then you pay the government. Um, but the the nice part about this, like just pay people, pay everyone, and then tax people who make money, uh, is that you get rid of all of the welfare fraud issues, um, which is arguably more of a like um, appearance and PR problem with welfare. Like the actual welfare fraud numbers are not as bad as everyone thinks, because the Did you, does that to, include
1: the whole like uh, disability thing
0: well so it could it could get rid of that although often disability insurance uh or disability payments need to be higher to pay for the disability itself you know like oh i need an hour of care every day to do physical therapy with me that needs to be paid for so so that would still be paid for with disability but you wouldn't need to do like oh we need to pay for your wages Mm -hmm. Um, and then you could optionally get disability insurance so like uh you know like people who do food tasting um and show their tongues if their tongue you know gets stabbed by a crazy person uh they need a million dollars like to offset the lost possible income and like but that's that's handleable like and worst case they get to live off of twenty thousand dollars the rest of their life it also sort of solves retirement um because you don't need to do so much financial planning for that and that's a big problem right now in the u.s like planning for retirement is super super expensive um, and people do it wrong and they're just like waiting for the government to solve this problem and so we, we, we're we probably headed towards a yeah. position where people don't have enough savings to pay for themselves and the state will have to take them on
1: so I like I like the idea of anything I mean it's really systems design obviously in software you do this a lot because you have control over it now it's really hard to change and reform these kinds of complex social things
0: uh, yeah yeah it, it resolves a lot of things but um but let's talk about the fundamental reason why basic income... Why is it coming up now? Why is it going to be more important? And Why do I think it's actually going to be necessary in the future? So we have this great economic shift going on. A lot of people point to banks and regulation and financial, blah, 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 blah. But that's actually not the fundamental problem.
1: Well, the fundamental problem is a lot more complicated because it's a complex system. But
0: Okay. Absolutely. Um I see those as issues and, and definitely like huge problems. There's definitely fraud in the banking industry. But the real problem is that technology is eating jobs. It's just absolutely eating jobs. And you can see it in the numbers. You can see it in unemployment. You can see it in so many people needing to go back to school and learn new things. And what's happening is for every major billion-dollar IPO startup, there are you know 100,000 jobs lost. Um, there were people who were working in an industry that was working inefficiently that technology made way more efficient, but remove the need for labor, remove the need for people to work full time, and I think what we're headed towards is a world where a significant amount of the population spends more and more of their of their life in training or school. Sure. And the only way to do that is to fund that sort of thing and and by school I don't necessarily mean going to an actual school I might mean taking two years off and just teaching yourself yeah, a trade
1: education in whatever form that is
0: yeah um, and so you you can easily if you just uh, compound these numbers you can imagine a world where there's fifty percent unemployment you know half of all people can't get jobs because they don't have skills that are worth paying for so this this kind of brings up another kind of topic that was
1: interesting to me because people are talking about this now a lot like um, basically uh, how technology is is eliminating a lot of jobs and stuff like that people have been kind of talking about that for a long time this idea of like robots you know building machines and uh, to take you know replacing the factory workers and stuff like that it was
0: it was such an unimaginative one-to-one it's like oh i have this job where i plug this thing into this thing and someday a robot will look exactly like me and plug this thing into this thing in the same way and it's like no it turns out it's software and communications and it looks totally different from what you're doing and completely obliterates the need for what you're doing
1: yeah, sort of. If you would dissolve that problem, but um, the the interesting thing was growing up as as both. Um, so my perspective obviously is biased towards technologist, uh, but also as a independent like freelance entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. My mom was a freelancer, and that's kind of even though we were like pretty poor growing up, um, but that this. The perspective I had was, well, oh, of course, jobs are going to get automated, and and they should be. And then there's now this discussion of like, should jobs uh, be automated? And like, there's this one article, uh, uh, what's his name? User Voice, Rich White, you know Rich? Yeah. You see, you see his uh, which, poster? by the
0: way, hilarious name. Yeah. Rich yeah. White, mm-hmm. <laughs> CEO of a company in San Francisco.
1: And then he's the one that's talking about you know yeah. getting jobs and stuff I mean he's a great automation. guy he's yeah. a great
0: guy don't get me wrong but I feel like his name is going to lead him to be the poster child of like silicon valley excess just cuz of his name
1: Well maybe he can use that <laughs> I'm rich white and it works for me
0: <laughs> So
1: so he's been uh posting a lot about uh basically this this idea like there's the there's during the BART strike in San Francisco um you know people they're you know wanting to be paid more and stuff like this and his response was What BART should do is, for now, pay them whatever they want and then figure out as quick as possible how to eliminate their job via automation, right? Mm -hmm. Because that would save them a lot of money and they wouldn't even have these, you know, disputes and and this this cost to worry about. They'd have different costs to worry about. But it would be, in the long term, a huge savings. And then, of course, this caused all kinds of um, people to, to start talking about what the... It's there's actually people out there that want to eliminate jobs and they don't understand this and that his perspective was my perspective for the longest time and now I'm just I'm I'm trying to actually understand this idea of people that feel like um, they should always this comes back to basic income the idea that they should have work like it's it's sort of like part it's like a right oh, to be able deeper, to, yeah. to work
0: it's not a right it's it's a moral obligation to work and and people are are like offended when they're not working um and and that's that's an interesting societal problem they're gonna have to solve it's like you're not working and that's fine like you need to go do this other thing maybe that's education so that you can work or maybe it's work in a different form that doesn't look like work to you
1: well there's the cultural like um uh sort of work ethic but there's also because you can work and do stuff that you're not getting paid a living for and and so that's fine like Go and work on stuff, projects, side projects, or your work, whatever. Put yourself into stuff. That's fine. But kind of separately, this the idea that you should you should be able to work in order to make uh, an income to that you can live off of, right? I think that's usually where uh, the dispute is. People actually want to be able to work so that they can get an income, and so that basic income kind of helps, right? It, solves that problem right because they're not worried about
0: that's the idea and then then, and then imagine imagine if no one in the country was worried about eating tomorrow because they didn't have to worry about getting fired they didn't have to worry like getting fired is not a big deal um imagine all of like the the different process changes so like um you know we don't we don't have to worry about unemployment now uh, in terms of, like, uh, I get paid because I'm unemployed. I'm, I'm, I'm making a certain amount because of the fact that I'm unemployed. Um, we can say, oh, you your company laid off 20% because that was what was right for the company. And everyone who got laid off has a, a good story. Like, it's, oh, you get to take six months and find a different job that you like even more that, or where your contributions to society are important. Um, and that's the problem with the Bart strike: is that the people who are doing the Bart strike know that if Bart fires them, they're not getting jobs somewhere else. Like they have to leave the Bay Area. It's not like there's another transit authority that's going to hire all these people. Mm-hmm. And so for them, their life story, if Bart fires them, is awful right now. That's what I want to fix. I want to, because because we both agree that for Bart, the optimal decision for them is to get rid of these jobs, and we agree that it's the optimal one for society in terms of if Bart is more efficient, the world is more like that's a that's a better. Uh, yeah environment for everyone however what happens to these people that story needs to be good yeah um and that's where we come back to sort of technology and our role you and i personally and then also probably most of our listeners uh we're we're eating jobs we're personally building software that's removing jobs um and and so that puts sort of a responsibility on us to make the story better like i i want to get rid of those jobs but i don't want those people to have a bad time like right. I, I want to make all of these things good and I think basic income is at least the start of a really good answer to that
1: so you're saying that's kind of why a lot of you know in our circles the technologists have been talking a lot more about basic income basically. I think so for sure
0: I think so for sure I also think that it's um it's like a new form of socialism or a new form of communism almost and so uh like people don't want to say communism and basic income because communism has such this negative connotation and here I did it so now Maybe you're going to start thinking negatively of basic income, but it's important to understand that like there are reasons why communism has failed historically, and basic income is something new and very different. But it it's stepping us towards the ideal of you uh, don't have to uh, you, you don't have to be smart and rich to have a nice nice lifestyle, like and it's stepping towards the idea that everyone is born equal. And, and deserves something or, or society deserves to to society has the requirement to pay for all of these things. Um, and i I think we're headed towards an environment where technology is going to get so good that we might not need hundred percent employment. you know maybe there's some people who are never going to be never going to do commercially viable things with their life um, but the that's because the value they're creating is not what they're capturing. Um, and so now we've enabled, you know, maybe 10% of the, of the world becomes this like sort of artist, creator, thinker, uh, n- non-employed person. Um, but the, the societal benefit of what they're doing is worth far more than the cost of basic income.
1: You know, this kind of ties into this other I- idea, of, again, very sort of like technologicalism. Um, I was really into this book. Uh, by kevin kelly called what technology wants did you end up reading that
0: i did not although i do read most of what kevin kelly uh blogs about mm-hmm. um so, so if you i not seen his ted talks they're, yeah they're his the ted right talks are great um
1: actually he also gave uh, a google tech talk about uh, the next 50 years of science which was sort of a precursor to his sort of exploration philosophical exploration of technology and uh that's a really good talk if you want to look that up but um So there are a lot of interesting ideas in this book about what technology wants, and it was really trying to figure out what um, technology as like a a force in our universe. Like, what what are its biases and trends? Overall trends, and you know, what is it? And and phrasing it as what does technology wants is like basically what is that uh, force going to be changing? How is it changing us? So this is sort
0: of like information wants to be free. What does technology want?
1: What is yeah and and what is basically what is on the on the long term? What how is it affecting us and how are we evolving with technology and how are we you know feeding technology and what that's going to do to us? Um, and there are some in, kind of interesting things like uh, basically parallels to biological systems, that technology systems or memetic systems. If you want to say technology is anything useful created by the mind, which is sort of the the basis of the definition of technology um, in this book. Um, is all all these ideas uh, have a lot of similar properties in their evolution to biological systems, which is uh, they are basically a means for us to um, to continue to uh, well to continue to adapt in order to survive. So they're ways of hacking ourselves to adapt to whatever it is that we need to adapt to continue to survive. As so biological systems, their prime directive is to survive, usually by growth or whatever. Um, and uh, so there's, there was a really cool idea in this that, that, were, that you made me think of um, that I forgot about by now.
0: Kevin Kelly was, uh, what does technology want?
1: What you, were, what you were talking about before. Freeing people to do what they want. Yes. The, the, one of the Because he gave a like very short version of this te- uh, as a TED Talk because they're like 20 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. And one of the cool things I got out of this in terms of why what the value of technology is and developing technology is what technology gives us is um, uh, freedoms, options. Um, because for every technology we now have um, whether it's good or bad, because the, basically technology is neutral. It's however, we use it. Almost every good technology can be used positively and positive. You know, can be used for bad or whatever. Um, it it basically provides us more options, more capabilities, and and stuff like that. And so the comparison was: imagine a world where um, you know Beethoven didn't have the piano, um, or you know any of these you know brilliant uh there's tons of like brilliant children today that are featured on on people post links and the amazing things that they're doing and it's you know they're doing it on the iPad or whatever like if the iPad didn't exist right so a lot of what technology does is provide more options for people to find what their sort of their self actualization thing is what is what is it that you're going to do with your life and add meaning to your life, right? And the more options and, and basically technologies and things that we have, the more uh, likely it is that people can find those things, right? Um, so in general, that's why I think it's, it's good. Like the, the uh, agenda of technology is, is generally a good thing. And what you're saying is uh, by kind of eliminating the dependency people have on, on their jobs for basic income, Allows them to find that thing, whatever it is, or work that is more meaningful. I mean, it's not just uh, p- you know people that work uh, at BART, but it's also technology workers. We're talking about people um, being able, not afraid to change jobs to find their value or find a place that they are happier working at. And this also helps them as well. Like it's not just um, non-technology workers that basic income really helps free up.
0: Yeah, I think, I think technology workers, um, they see it coming. I mean, so, so uh, you know, it, in the 70s and the 80s, if you were a programmer, you were looking at IBM and a 30-year lifestyle, kind of, I'm going to work there, and then I'm going to retire, and they're going to give me the plaque for working there my whole life. Um, and that's shifted to, like... Uh, four years seems to be like the, the sort of like, Oh, you've been there four years. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, you can even see that with like options. Oh, you got stock options. They best over four years. four years. Why? Cause that's the longest we think that we could hold a carrot out and actually keep you. Um, and, and you actually, you look at, you look at the more aggressive people and they're moving every year or every two years. Um, and I think that's the, that's going to be the trend for all knowledge workers. Um, because, as technology increases, so does the pace of what's needed and and how things obsolete themselves. And so we're seeing companies obsolete themselves within years. And if your whole company has to iterate its entire strategy every few years, the set of people that need to be in your company need to change every few years. And so I think we're just gonna see a lot more of like, well oh, yeah, I worked here for a year and then I took three months off and taught myself Go because I really wanted to learn Go, and then I worked at Go for a year and a half, and then I left and I taught myself the new technology and then I I, worked, I, think, I think that story is going to just become the norm, and not just programmers, but we're going to start to see it in all forms of knowledge work. Um, and basic income is sort of just lubrication for the whole process. Oh, you got fired, whatever, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you left the company, whatever, that's normal. Um, and, then, I like it. A lot.
1: and I think I mentioned this, but I think we were off of the air because we got cut off how it was? It, it's one of those ideas that sort of uh, – Simplifies the system, right? It, it it dissolves a lot of other problems and and overall simplifies the the overall system, which we have a very complex like social system. And the and the reason why it's hard to reason about is because it's so complex and so and most people don't have you know this this um, I mean even we're like kind of systems z people and even us it's it's pretty hard to reason about complex systems. That's just the nature of complex systems. If we if there's any way to simplify it, right? Just like a software system, right? It's better to uh, to uh, build a simpler system, right? Take take everything you've learned through exploring, uh, you know, developing these new ideas, this new feature, this new policy, or whatever, and then being able to sort of go and 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 do a more ideal version that satisfies all of those and, and get all of those requirements and features and does it in a simpler way and does it in a way that actually satisfies more of those requirements with less, more with less, right? So we don't we don't have that in in like the complex social systems uh, of the world. Totally.
0: No. And and in fact, like that's that's I think one of the hidden biggest problems of our current government is that it's like a only mode. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not 100 percent true. Crazy, crazy fact. At one point, uh, I want to say the early 70s, California went and just goes, "Uh, our state constitution is insane. So, so California is one of the few states that just requires 50.1% or whatever, you know, just above 50% to pass an, an amendment to their state constitution. So they got to the point where their state constitution was too complicated. It had like, internal inconsistencies. It was, it was a spaghetti code base. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually passed a law that said, we're going to rewrite the constitution. We're going to refactor it so that it says roughly the same thing, but is much much simpler. Yeah. And it was—I think it was a dramatic rewrite. I think it lost like two thirds of its uh, of its volume. But then it's been expanding ever since, and that's the whole problem: is the laws just get more and more complicated, and because we have case law, because every you know uh, thing that makes it to trial affects all future cases It's just an insanely complicated system mm-hmm. of which no one can possibly reason about it's it's impossible to sit down and say this court case is happening and I can tell you it is or it is not legal it, it, no like that's not possible. a judge makes a judgment call and I don't know that we could get to a hundred percent like we will always know but we could do a lot better just by simplifying the laws and making them more bright line
1: Right, I mean, it's it's uh, another thing you have with with complex systems that are hard to reason about is they're easier to exploit, right? Um, and so, I mean, with software systems you have this; it's more surface area for you actually find vulnerabilities and stuff like that. And same with like any sort of legal, social, whatever kinds of systems. If they're more complicated and it's hard to reason about what's going on, certain people are able to take advantage of of certain you know exploitable properties of those. So, I mean. There's, I mean, having lawyers in general, like a big part of that, is just dealing with the legal stuff, right? It'd be really cool, probably not possible, but an ideal if you know we had a, a legal system that was somehow comprehensible by regular people, and you dissolved the the need for for lawyers, you know, to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but so this is this comes back to that idea of idealized design. Um, which is another kind of neat systems idea,
0: yeah, so tying it back to basic income, one of one of the the nice parts about it is we can get rid of minimum wage mm-hmm. um, so so there's this, there's yeah, this that's
1: something t- you said not a lot of people are talking about, right
0: yeah, so so the, a lot of people are talking about basic income, like but oh, as, as soon as you idea. say that,
1: I'm like, but why would you want to remove minimum wage? yeah, with-
0: yeah and so so uh, so basic income now says that everyone will always be making a livable wage. There is no such thing as an unlivable wage. If you're not working, you still are making a livable amount of money. And so uh, we can we can go the other way. We've been cranking up the minimum wage thing. And There's always, you hear this, this rhetoric of like, if you turn up the minimum wage, then some jobs will go away because they're no longer profitable. And other ones will get pushed to technology because technology is cheaper than people. And there's debate about whether that's true or not. But it's definitely true that there are jobs that could pay $2 an hour and don't exist today. And there would probably be people who would be happy doing that work and happy getting two dollars for it if they also had the basic income to supplement. And so it wasn't, oh I have to do this work but then I can't whatever. Uh, um, and so I but think it
1: frees them up. If they wanna make those that extra two dollars an hour doing something that may perhaps they enjoy or pass the time or whatever. Um, yeah, it's basically giving people more options. Right? Walmart
0: greeters, yoga instructors—like, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of categories of jobs that people would want to do for less or almost no money. Mm-hmm. That we then get a lot more of, and that would be a good thing for society. Mm-hmm. We'd be in a we'd be in a better economic state.
1: Right. I mean, and it's it's obviously better on both sides. Uh, you would think it's better for the employers, right? Because, but I can think of plenty of things where. Because I'm big about outsourcing and, and you know trying to do things on Odesk or whatever with like part time personal assistant and stuff like that. Um, but when I think about doing a business or something like that, thinking about the the labor involved, i you have to think about well, um, it has to be something like in order to be able to hire somebody, it's got to be enough that it's significant enough to pay them. You yep. know, whatever the minimum. There's so much overhead to hiring. Right. So there's if. If you could actually come up with things that are uh, not that not that significant of work, like a, a greeter or something even more trivial or something, right? Um, that you can actually uh, pay someone, uh, you know, whatever the, the actual value of doing that thing is, that gives me more options as uh, a business, you know, orchestrator or whatever, right? Being able to say, oh, I can hire somebody for this, right?
0: Right. Imagine. Yeah. So. So that's that's awesome. And then the the even better part to me is so there's this this complicated we're talking about. I have the right to work. I have the right to a job as a person. Mm-hmm. There's there's this this feeling that maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. But there's something there. Um, at the same time employers have this feeling of like I have the right to hire employees and fire employees and they work for me and they're there's a there's a bit of this they're my slave like I get to tell them what to do mm-hmm. I get to act around them however it's way. a free market if you look at small business owners they're like assholes there's tons yeah. of asshole small small business owners because they have to be assholes because of this weird thing or because they are assholes and and that's just mm-hmm. the quirk because hard-working people are often I don't know why but they're dickbags um, imagine a system whereas a minimum wage employee I can quit and it's not a big deal for me. Yeah. Now those employers. Like imagine how different Walmart would have to be. So there are people who work at Walmart and really enjoy it as a job. But then there are also people who work at that, that job and they're like, "Well, the conditions aren't so great." Um and there are, I I honestly think the problem is is in the smaller businesses, the asshole employees, employers because like there's no repercussions, there's no HR, there's no whatever. Um but so imagine you're you're working in this shitty uh minimum wage job and your boss is a dick to you you quit you quit so now what does that what does that boss do they have to provide a better uh working environment Mm -hmm. which i think is even more important than how much you get paid you know i'd rather see people enjoy their work and have people who their managers have to be nice to them Um, and and the managers can't act like well you have to work for me because you need a living wage which is where we are right now with minimum wage like there's more people competing for minimum wage jobs than there are minimum wage jobs, and so the employers can be assholes because they know they can just pull a resume off the stack. All of that goes away, mm-hmm. and now you're in this world where employers have to be nice at the cost of probably uh, you're going to make less money. You know, maybe you're making four dollars an hour working your minimum wage job, but your employer is not an asshole, and you work thirty hours instead of forty hours a week or something. You know, like you 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 get a nicer living condition.
1: It kind of balances the. The playing field between employers and employees, right?
0: Absolutely, right. And that's- in, fact, in fact, it unbalances it the other way. We want employees to have more power than employers, and 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 that's that's the goal with basic income. And I think that's why it's radical, and I don't think people will support it. I think it will get heavily opposed by small business owners, and and I think that it's probably in their self interest to oppose it on, on a short term, local thinking kind of thing, but on a global thinking. Small business owners will only profit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have a really hard time understanding like the iterative nature of everything and, and kind of thinking about how a system will evolve given certain things. And
0: yeah, I mean, basic income changes all the feedback loops. And so when you iterate those feedback loops out, you end up in a very different society. And I can't pretend to guess exactly where that'll go, but the feedback loops I see it changing are all really in changing in interesting ways.
1: There's also, uh, there's always context to, to introducing uh, ideas like, talking about different uh, policies or, or ways that societies are, are set up uh, in other countries, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, this country's been doing it this way and it's working great for them. Uh, if we were to do that, it might not work uh, for a number of reasons. One of those being, you can't go from one thing to another. You know how there's the, like, well, you've already been doing it and then it's like, uh, what was the example? There's an MVU example that had to do with charging players. Some for um
0: No, not probably, but I don't remember it.
1: Okay, well, basically, I mean, that's kind of a common thing. It's like, uh, I'm not being charged for something, and now I'm going to be charged for it. Like, that wouldn't fly if people are used to not paying for it. But if you were paying for it from the beginning, um, then it's people come into it, you know, not knowing that there's any other option, so they're like, take it or leave it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, the, the game that I shipped... Uh, recently on Ouya, uh, I launched it for free initially and then grandfathered everyone in so that they would, they don't even know that it's a paid app. Yeah. And then everyone new gets a completely different experience where, you know, they're gated at a certain point and then it's a one time purchase of pay what you want.
1: Yeah. Grandfathering, I guess, is, is one way to deal with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had, I had a small audience and so I could afford a grandfather. Whereas if you have a, lar- a big audience and you really want to convert them to paying, then you have to use like, psychological tricks almost to get them over the hump of like, Oh, I don't want to pay for something that I've already not been paying for.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, this is a really neat topic. Um, And it definitely makes sense for technologists because it's sort of a, not only is it sort of a, a solution that technologists would, would come up, but come up with, but it's like you said, something that technologists should be coming up with a solution for this problem that we're, creating and we should take responsibility for it um,
0: yeah and don't get me wrong I say it's a problem we're creating but the if we solve that problem or if we if we take steps to solve that problem we overall end up in a much much better system however if we don't take steps to solve that the, the real problem is that we won't feel the problem mm-hmm. I mean it may be eventually because I think our economy will start to, to fall apart um, but as technologists we're sort of privileged here and don't have to deal with the problems that we're creating um. So I think, yeah, I think I think it's our it's, moral and ethical responsibility.
1: Yeah, it's a weird because those kinds of things. It, it, it reminds me actually of like the Californians moving to Austin thing, right? Because people talk, you know, there's tons of Californians moving to Austin uh, around this time, like some ridiculous amount, and all the native Austin people are like, well, "Who are these Californian people coming in?" You know, raising rents and very similar to like what's going on in San Francisco, but at different um, and. We're from California, right? Or, you know, you've lived in California. Ish. I'm from <laughs> California. Uh, and now I'm living in Austin. And I'm like, yeah, damn those Californians. Um, but I'm one of them. And you kind of feel like, well, I'm not really a
0: problem, right? But in a way you are. I mean, Austin Austin is like, what, 1.7 million? And 20 years ago it was 400,000? It's had 7% growth, like, combated year over year for like 20 years straight. Yeah. So there is no, like, instantaneous problem. Um, but but yeah, there's this insider outsider syndrome and SF definitely has that and and I feel like like people fundamentally yes it, it's yet another one of those like there's this vague notion that like you have the right to live wherever you've lived forever if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but our actual system says like you have to pay property taxes so that if you're not using the full value of your house, eventually you run out of money and like have to leave like you you weren't. Uh, utilizing that space effectively enough. And then we have all these systems in place to say that the people who can afford to live in an area that's now expensive, it's expensive because it's valuable, should get it. Like like valuable places should go to people who can afford it and people who can't afford it should move away. Um, and that's what the system says, but then the people think something very differently. And so should we realign the system with what the people think or should we try and convert the people to how the system is? that That's an interesting question.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is... I mean, in, in Austin, it's really more of a, like, oh, stupid Californians, and it's, like, not a huge problem, but in San Francisco, like, there's, well, I think people talk about it a lot more, because I think there's a, a much bigger... The disparity
0: like, is yeah, in, it's just crazy. Yeah, you know, absolutely All, all those,
1: like, San Francisco feels like it's, you know, almost entirely software engineers. Yeah, but it's, it's not. It's not, but it, it feels like but it. But it's right feeling
0: now. that way, and it's 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 felt that way for a long time, and it's, it's getting to actually be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's his whole own topic. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting one for sure. Um, have you seen the Google Google Apps Apps video? No. Definitely put a link to it. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's, it's a bunch of uh, queer, minority, transgender, cross-dressing, awesome, ridiculous group of people singing a song about gentrification in front of, like, Google Maps just the, like and a bling, blue screen and there's, there's google maps and, and street view behind them and uh it, it's just ridiculous um but the, the whole sentiment is like fuck you for gentrifying our city and making us go live in shitty Oakland mm-hmm. um and it's like that's actually happening like, the, these people are having this horrible life experience of like that they're struggling to get jobs to pay for themselves and then everything like prices are going through the roof and now the question is like what's What's the right answer for them? Like part part of it should be that Oakland shouldn't be a shithole. Like California should pay to make Oakland not a total shithole in terms of crime, like get rid of the entire police department and replace it. Um, But the other part of the reason is like, it's hard. It's really, really hard to move if you're living check to check. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you just barely make enough money to survive and then someone tells you to move, that means like eating ramen for two weeks or something, like like or, or a lot worse than that. You know, that's yeah. the best case scenario, and so that's that's yet another place where like basic income ideally makes people more fluid in where they live, yeah, um, because they can move to a new city and then try and get a job. Mm-hmm. And when you when you make that difference, when it's I have to I have to remotely find work in a new city and. Then have them pay for me to move there. That's really hard. If I can move to where I want to live and then find a way to, li- to to actually work there, now everyone can be fluid in a much more interesting way.
1: It, so the other thing on the other side, because again, this kind of benefits both sides of uh, you know this this market. Like not only do people get to choose where they go, but also I think uh, means that and it's kind of like the small business. Owner thing, but uh, cities kind of have to compete to make their to attract people, but they can also, um, uh, in a way, more easily get people to come try it out, mm-hmm. right? Because if if you don't have to, like a lot of people, we were talking about this last time. We've got a bunch of friends to move to Austin, um, mostly because they um, are able to to move to uh, mm-hmm. another place because you know they have income wherever they are so they don't have to like find it some people are like man i i consider moving to austin but i'd have to find a job there or whatever the
0: people who work remotely or or have otherwise like flexible work situations have been like oh i'm moving here right away that makes sense yeah almost instantly
1: um so yeah so so people that that uh uh if you don't have to worry about that concept of like finding a new job you can just move to a place and actually see that it's actually really cool and so that's good for you know smaller cities cuz that actually gets people to come and kind of gives them to it a, a chance to kind of show people that it's it's worth living there and
0: yeah so in other words basic income just solves all problems all possible ways and really it's just the only answer to Man. everything
1: okay so uh uh, people are talking about where does money come from and basically tax money,
0: right? Where does money come from? Where does the money come from? Oh, 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 where does basic income? I thought we were like, Oh, let's launch into another 40 minute, uh, topic on monetary systems. Uh, no, where, where does, where does the money for basic income come from is from rich people. Like as a general rule, you know, it's, we, we tax a lot harder. Um, you know I'm I'm also a fan of uh, flat sales tax I think that's another interesting way of doing it but that's like a, that's a whole separate issue and I don't want to bundle the two together um, because because the rich can avoid paying taxes right now that's that's a big problem um, and and so we need to fix that possibly you,
1: there is a there is an interesting because you know there's all these you know ideas I love these little tweaks that you can do to a system um, uh, and get an entirely different behavior right Um a lot of the things that people talk about are like huge things, like basic income. That's a huge thing. One of the things that uh, uh, Aikoff wrote about in uh, Redesigning Society, which is a really cool thing, because it's kind of talking about redesigning. You know, if you were to apply idealized design to society, like what 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 are the kind of things you'd do from uh, you know how cities are designed and and social systems and all that stuff. And one of the things. That was kind of proposed in that in that system, was to tax uh, only on spending, so that you could it would try and incentivize people to actually like save money, uh, and that's it would require certain things like uh, systems where the uh, the bank account that your money goes into and, and that it's actually like monitored in a way so that you actually make it easy so that you can tax people on how much they spend um and there's different ways to implement that but switching it from income to uh expense uh is an interesting idea
0: yeah it, switching income to expense has like a bunch of issues because you've switched from income to expense um but the goal with switching to taxing expense is mostly just simplify the tax system mm-hmm. you get you get rid of all accountants accountants go almost completely away there's still corporate accountants because you still need to do that but like personal accounting filing your taxes in the year everything goes away um and the government doesn't have to worry about this like it just gets rid of a whole bunch of stupid jobs and a whole bunch of stupid work and it gets rid of fraud it's it's pretty hard for a a brick and mortar business to avoid paying sales tax um and yeah, if you switch if you switch to like the government monitoring an all digital currency or something like that, um, you know, instead of having Visa and Mastercard, you have the government be our transactional gatekeeper. Then like, bam, you can just solve tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that like, yet again, it's it's a tweak that makes this a simpler system and an exchange, even if it has different problems. The fact that it's simpler makes it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, you tax people um, and you tax you tax high earners more um which i think is totally fine um you know up to up to some certain amount i don't know 50 percent or whatever uh one of the goals of basic income explicit or not is is equilibrium is like so we have all kinds of income diversity uh problems like uh you know we just a lot of minorities make a lot less money and have a lot less money and historically have had a lot less money and just all ceos are white rich dudes and, and part of getting rid of this problem, it's not the only thing, but part of getting rid of that problem is redistributing wealth. It's the only answer. Um, and so, like, we, we've tried that in the past, like, with Native Americans giving them lump sums, paying them certain amounts, and, and that generally sucks. Um, because it gets distributed poorly, and it's it's like oh here's a one time check for a hundred thousand dollars because you're gonna know how to manage those finances. So so one of the, like the nice parts about basic income is it's it's reliable and it's regular. You know maybe you're getting it every week or something, so you can't pre spend it. You can't mm-hmm. fuck up your own budget. Um, maybe you're living check to check week to week, but you like if you need extra money you go find a job and you work for that extra money. It's not the the damaging situation where it is today of like I'm. I'm fighting just to to hit equilibrium.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really. Just. But it's it's simple and it's sort of. Not only is it sort of make everything equal, but it's sort of a very equally implemented system across everybody. Yeah, it's, it's a new
0: form of equality. Um, how I think about it.
1: So this touches on a lot of things, and and we've been. Uh, going on for a while now we haven't gotten any feedback on, on anything i was wondering if there's any uh ideas about this from from anybody listening
0: yeah it's it's definitely a, a complicated issue you know because because i described the really simple system but you you almost immediately have to start making concessions and and so for instance we can't just like start this next year we're gonna have to phase it in Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll well, see that's 20 years.
1: that's that was one of the things that I liked about idealized design is that you have this constantly evolving ideal and then you know that that's not what you're gonna have tomorrow but the decisions that you make now should be moving you towards that ideal. Um, so it's still an iterative process but you kind of have these two models that you're working with at the same time because if you're just iterating you know you don't really necessarily know where you're going or what these decisions are actually getting you towards right? so I love idealized design I'd like to talk about that more
0: oh man let's see at another podcast topic
1: Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we'll probably wrap up pretty soon uh, and then uh, we'll hang out for an after show and get some more feedback around this topic and some other stuff that we can talk about next time
0: yeah so uh, this was podcast number 38 Uh, we'll be doing it again next week Friday 2pm central time uh, same URL, Mixler.com slash live.
1: About a completely different topic, potentially, or a similar topic, or something,
0: who knows. Uh, yeah, if you guys have suggestions, I'm uh, Timothy Fitz, at Timothy Fitz on Twitter. Uh, and at Program, I'm Jeff Lindsay,
1: just to throw that out there, uh, also known as Program. So my username is Program on almost everything.
0: And that concludes the 38th episode.